Welcome to Beyond the Pulpit with Rodrigo Luna. This episode was produced to explore life beyond public ministry, finding a balance between life, ministry, and the call of God. Thanks so much for joining me for the second part on optimization. I know that several of you enjoyed the first part, so I am gracious to those who tuned in and those who checked out the podcast in the previous segment. And I want to spend some more time today talking about optimization. And just to give you um, a refresher of what optimization is, is the action of making the best or most effective use of a situation or resource. And I think that that is such a valuable um, definition for the current time that we are living in. Um, I know that there is a lot of people who oftentimes uh, will just simply put themselves in places of stress or even not sure as to what um, their plans are or they just simply delay themselves because there has been an inaccuracy in the past concerning vision. And so I want to talk about today briefly for just a few moments about something that vision creates. And vision creates both problems and solutions. Why? Because oftentimes the more that you go into a subject, the more that you study it, the more that you see it, the more that you will find that you have to create solutions for. And so that is both a blessing and also a curse uh, for many creatives, at least, because they'll begin to see how broken the system of something is or how disorganized it is, especially if you have um, the gift of vision or administration, you will see in high definition. And because you see in high definition, you will see high problems and high solutions. And one of the things that um, I have learned is that wisdom rests in understanding. I'm reminded of the scripture in uh, Proverbs 14:33, where it says, Wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding, but what is in the heart of fools is made known by their decisions. So most people that don't have understanding on a specific place or scenario or uh, knowledge on a specific topic, they will uh, have, they will make the wrong actions and they will basically hit a button of self-destruction by not taking the time to learn the rhythm, to learn the proper um, systematic things that are needed to develop inside of that moment. And so as a result, we have many people today who have <clears throat> come into a place where they just don't know how to generate something that will be fruitful in the future. And so I was um, really thinking of a perhaps good example or a process of thinking that was found in scriptures. And I thought that someone who would be a blessing to us all would be in Exodus chapter 18 when Jethro told Moses that he was doing too much. He was trying to sustain everything on his own. And um, in Exodus chapter 8, verse 21, he said, Select capable men from all the people. Select them in the qualifications that he put upon them. said, This have to be men who fear God. They have to be trustworthy. They have to stay uh, dishonest. Uh, they hate dishonest gain and appoint them as official over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. So notice how you have different types of categories. You have people that you're able to delegate thousands to. You have people that you're able to delegate hundreds. You have people that you're able to delegate fifties and tens. And then you have them serve 
at the capacity that they're to. And so some people, they will put people in the wrong position just for the sake of filling a void. And I have been involved in um, assessment moments where we're asking questions and we're trying to figure out the problem to an organization, church structure, or simply a business. And 95% of the time, if not 99, I have found that people put people in places just for the sake of uh, fulfilling the position. But proper people placement prevent problems. Say that again. Proper people placement prevent problems. And so the more (coughs) that um, you create and the more that you're able to put people inside of the positions that they're calling that they're called to according not to their just their anointing but their skill um, it's in first chronicles when the musicians were practicing and they and I think it's uh, I believe it's first chronicles 22 23 and 24 when the prophetic uh, families are formed in the days of Asaph, Jedathan, and Heman, when they begin to form the 24-hour worship centers. And what happens is that in that scripture, there were it says that they were both anointed, but they also had skill. And so I want people, inside of my organizations, inside of my systems, that not only are um, anointed, but they also have the skill to carry the system. You know, anointing is just a part of the qualification, but are you skilled? If I go up to the worship leader at my local congregation and say, can um, can I join the worship team? She's not going to say, sure, you're anointed. She's going to ask me, can you sing? And if I can't sing, then I'm not qualified to fulfill that job. There are many people today, and this may be even you, who you have found yourself inside of a position that you're not called to and that you're not skilled for. And you have having to have go through what I call stress creation moments where you find yourself having to uh, come up with solutions for something that you don't have a um, a prophetic system for. And so really inside of those systems and inside of those uh, places that you want to put people on, interview your people, ask them questions, find out their likes, find out their, their dislikes. Because when you do that, you create an effective running machine that basically it starts to generate more productivity. And I want to say this, there are five type of people that when you have something that's successful and something that's realistic, you will attract. And I call them the five C's. You will have the crazies, <clears throat> you will have the complainers, you will have the critical, you will have the ones coming to commitment, and you will have the committed. And when you have those five different type of people, you have to learn with patience through sort through them so that you know where to place them. That Just because there's a crazy that might have come in the room does not mean that he will not have a conversion moment. Most conversion moments in the scriptures came through conversion conversations. Jesus had plenty of conversations with his disciples, uh, with his students. Uh, students if you want to call them that but it was never a monologue it was a place where you would have a consistent conversation it was both ways i ask you a question you answer and then you ask me a question and most things in scripture um they were always came through a conversation it was never again it was never a monologue and so today in the 21st century, we have turned discipleship into a monologue conversation where we want people to come in, go through this 21-step prog- program, go through our foundations class, go through this. But the reality is that then not only that they'll 
come and take your foundations class, they'll also come and they will uh, take your test. And based on the test is where you place them. And that is just not the way that God designed it. If you don't have a way that you can have conversations with your leaders or your disciples, how are you going to find out what God called them to? There's a difference between being prophetic and being pathetic. And most people get stuck in the pathetic because they never had a conversation with the, with who got, with, with the people that God called them to or got assigned to them. So d- don't be a leader who thinks that just because you're prophetic in a sense that you know everything. Um, one of the great things that I love about my leader and my apostle is that he always has conversations and he asks me questions. He asks people questions to find out what their strengths are and then puts them according to that specific uh, trait. And oftentimes along the lines, we found out that people, um, just because they uh, came from a place where they wanted to um, serve and have a position, that they would say, this is my skill. But then when the test the test of time came we found out that that was not the um the the case so again going back to the jethro moment in time when you have those solutions when you have those systems in place you know it creates a model so you have the joseph model that we talked about in the previous podcast and we have the jethro model the joseph model again was something that came because of divine prophetic insight from a revelation moment that created joseph to nurture and to thrive in the famine, and he was able to be an intercessor. And then you, you have the Jethro model that serves as a place where you're creating a system to simply create a solution for a predestined problem that you can see simply by observation. So Joseph moved by revelation, and Jethro was obs- was making mes- making a measurement adjustment by observation he saw that his leader was gonna get worn out so he was being proactive and he said no you have to delegate in this moment so one of the greatest things that a person can do for a visionary if you're an administrator if you're in a area of support as a support pastor one of the greatest things that you can do is that you can see ahead of the future and you can see what area can i support in if you have a visionary leader if you have a high Uh, teaching moments you need high touching if you have a person who's emotional and he does high touch then you need high teaching whatever he's not able to delegate in that moment you have to think the opposite so that you can meet the need of that person because inside of those structures there's uh, a galore of different functions for people to be able to um, basically administrate or practice their gift inside of that thing so teams are needed and so when we come into the place where we have to optimize and to have to maximize what we do really asking questions to the person that we're in front of is one of the most valuable things i believe if i'm correct inside of the gospels alone Jesus was asked, Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus asked over 306 questions, and every question that came across to him by a disciple or by a believer, he answered with a question. Questions generate the ability for us to mobilize into the future by way of thinking. So I want to encourage you today that God will give you prophetic questions and that you won't get stuck in a form without a function or a function without a form. And so be encouraged. Know that the best is yet to come. 
think like Jethro or think like Joseph or think like both of them. Know your strength, know your weaknesses. Are you gaining revelation or are you gaining observation? How are you going to mobilize the future? How are you going to optimize the structures inside of your um, organization, business, or church? And so those are questions that we have to simply be honest about and take the time to assess ourselves. Thanks so much for joining me for this second podcast on optimization. I really appreciate your time. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. You can go to apbooks.global if you want to have more information about us and what we're doing in this season. God bless you and thanks so much. Beyond the Pulpit with Rodrigo Luna. This episode was produced to explore life beyond public ministry. Finding a balance between life, ministry, and the call of God. Thank you.